rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everyone. Good morning, I was going to say. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. <sighs> Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, welcome to Tara Buster, where real Americans meet and buy real Americans. I mean those who are capable of functioning in the type of free democratic society that right-wingers can only pretend to love. That's really what it boils down to. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Please give the show a good review on iTunes. Become a patron at, at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And we, one day we'll make the show a daily show. Now I try to do the show every Saturday. Obviously, we do every Saturday evening. That's our regular spot. And then we do a, uh, we try to do a weekday special or one day during the week. And we'll build from there. Because this, we need, we need all the help we can get, frankly, in this world. I believe that progressive media, we can't get enough of progressive media because we're fighting, we're not only fighting Republicans, we're fighting the right-leaning Democrats as well. So, and this country is, yeah, it was a great idea. We had a lot of great uh, ideals in our founding documents that we've yet to actualize and every time we get closer to actualizing them we there's a there's a backlash so hey it is to be expected that's what that's what comes with progress but at this time we are really uh, in danger of losing the country I uh, uh, and I mean we'll, we'll always have a country it depends on what kind of government will we will we have as Nancy Pelosi keeps repeating that story about Benjamin Franklin, a republic if we can keep it. That's the only story she has. Aren't there any other stories that she can inspire us with? But whatever, okay. It's the same story. She goes on Jimmy Kimmel, she says it. She goes on in front of the press, she says it. She's on C-SPAN on the floor. She tells that damn story. It's, it's sort of like that's... Uh, that's American history for the for the dupes in this country. Nobody knows anything. We don't know anything. She could be saying whatever the hell she, whatever she heard, overheard in in an elevator, and I'm not knocking her for that. But I'm just saying that most people don't even know. Most people in this country are stupid, and that's where we live. That's why you have to have a public education system that teaches a common story. We were talking about this during the week, but. There's a lot of dumb people in this country, and I wanted to talk about that, too. But uh, before we get through everything, let me just say, next hour, Rhonda Handsome is going to be calling in. That's going to be great, and so is Poppy Champlin. So we're going to have two unbelievably amazing human beings as well as unbelievably awesome comedians calling in. That'll be nice. It'll be a nice change of pace from me screaming. Usually by the end of the first hour, I'm losing my voice. That's why I have my coffee here in this wonderful resist cup with Francis Jr. Jr. He's our mascot. He's my little kitty. I have two cats, Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr. But 
Francis is, that's him. But you can go buy that. Oh, well, Christmas is coming. That's another way you can support the show and RDT Daily by buying some merch at our merchandising store. So we also have a chat group that you can join at the RDT Daily YouTube page. There's a great group of people. I'm seeing some other chats coming in from Periscope. That's interesting. I have, e I have Ecamm. That's the program that records the show. So maybe they've updated some features. Because usually I can, I can only see the chats coming in from YouTube. But all of a sudden I see some Periscope chats coming in. Anyway, whatever. Great. I wish we can get the Facebook chats in there too at the same time so I could see everybody. But there's just too much to look at. My eyes are full looking at everything. Doesn't that feel that way? Your eyes, you've seen enough. Your eyes just can't see anything. Gotta go to sleep. You gotta get unconscious. My eyes are just full to the brim with everything. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, there's some terrible people on Earth. I posted to the Facebook page, to the RDT Daily Facebook page, one of the emails. What well, was an email I got through my comedy page? I have a Tara Devlin comedy page, whatever. I, I'm not very even on it. I haven't even updated that page in a long time. So it just has the dates of the show on and some pictures and whatnot. But anyway, somebody went to the, to the trouble of going to track me down on that page. And they sent me an email. They went to the trouble of tracking me down on the comedy page to send me some hate mail, and which is always pleasing to me, honestly, to tell you the truth. Because when I get hate mail, I, of course, I love getting not hate mail, <laughs> like mail. I'll settle for like mail, not even love mail. But this person contacted me, and he wrote this really scintillating comment and i think that if a if a if a republican ever had anything interesting to say i might faint frankly because this is what they are they are overgrown children and morons here it is he writes you ignorant c-word lmfao laugh my effing ass off at you and your ridiculously insignificant bio like okay whatever you're just another ignorant libtard hack get help and board the trump train explanation point this country is on its on its way back from obozo's failures f u c k u c word explanation point that's what he needed to say you know what i mean this is an old man okay so of course this asshole doesn't know that he tries to send this email under the veil of anonymity. But of course, I can see his email. But that's who Republicans are. They're filthy cowards who type so tough behind the veil of anonymity. And his name is Edwin Crowther, C-R-O-W-T-H-E-R. -E and I just Googled his email address and came to his Facebook page. And he's just an old cracker. This white old cracker who it's just, it's sad this is somebody's i mean maybe it's somebody's father i don't know i don't know anything about him but this is what we're up against this kind of ignorance and hate would somebody have that much time in their life that's the other thing to sit down and look someone up to call them a, a, a i mean i would say that word but i'm trying not to curse but you know what i'm saying it just goes to show you who they are you ignorant c-word like we would do that track someone down to 
to send this profanity-laced tirade about Trump. Get on board the Trump train. Why would we? Coming back from Obama's, Obama's failures. What failures? This is what I was thinking about. What failures? I mean, I guess it's all about perspective because Republicans do get very upset when millions of Americans can finally get health care, when Americans aren't needlessly dying for lack of health care. That gets the Republicans really triggered. They don't like to hear that. They want Americans to die needlessly. They like ignorance because they want people just like them. So if people are getting education and health care and living wages, but what are they going to do? How are they going to stir up all the hate and division? And we know he's a filthy old racist. And then some of my friends on the chat and the Tarabuster fans and whatnot sent me some pictures of him. They went to his Facebook page. You know, he's just some NASCAR asshole. You know what I mean? But that's who they are. And it's epidemic. So I get, I'm not, I'm a nobody, whatever, but I'm not the only one. This, this is what they do. And it's always the other thing is I find very interesting, but not that interesting. It's because they're not that, um, you don't have to be Sigmund Freud to unpack them. It's like me and my cats. It's like people say to me, how did you toilet train your cats? See, I have, all of my cats have been toilet trained in, in my life, except Francis. Now he's not, he's using a litter box because of his issues, but my other cat, Tara Jr. Jr., he, even though there's a litter box there, he still uses the toilet like a human being. So people say, how do you train your cats to use the toilet? And I'm like, because I am smarter than a cat. You see, I have a bigger brain than a cat. I know herding cats and all that, but it's the same thing with Republicans. They're, they're not that complex. We can unpack them rather easily. They're racists. They are ignorant trolls. So who goes on the on an internet? You go. You have the window to the whole world. Anything you can do, and you got time. You have enough time in your life to sit down and and search someone, and that's the best you got. Is you're gonna that you're gonna spend your limited lifespan calling somebody a c word that you don't even know, right? Edwin Crowder. Edwin Crowther, sorry, E-D-W-I-N-C-R-O-T-H-E-R, -E Crowther. His, his email is ecrow10673 at AOL.com. So we know how old he is, okay? AOL address, really? I, I just think that's who they are, and this is what we're up against, and this is why you cannot give Republicans power, because they are unfit. They're unfit to hold leadership positions, much, much less vote this person they want to have iq tests for voting then let's bring it on sister and brother whatever he's not my brother and so then he i said yeah whatever traitor thanks for the compliment that's what i i wrote back i said go back to begging a con man for a trickle liberals created america we got this sit down honey we got this and then he was like oh traitor you're a libtard and uh, I'm surprised your your head will explode, you ignorant, of course, C-word again. And I'll check back you with you in November if you haven't exploded. But that's um, because that's what they this is what we were talking about during the last show. They that's what they their their goal is to trigger the libs. You see what I'm saying? It's not they have nothing to stand on. But triggering the libs they have no policies 
They have no, they don't do, add anything. They bring nothing to the table, but they want to trigger the libs. Why? Because, gee, um, we would like this asshole, like Edwin Crowther, so even the, a moron like him will benefit from universal health care. Well, not universal higher education. I mean, it's too late for this idiot. Thanks to the, the world that liberals create, he, has, he gets to have his socialist security and have that he thinks is his birthright. But that was because liberals fought for an idiot, just like Edwin Crowther. We didn't say, oh, everybody who's not an asshole. We said everybody, even Edwin Crowther, the, the big asshole who goes on to a portal to the whole world. I mean, there's so many things you can do on the Internet with your limited lifespan. There's so many productive ways to spend your day you know what i mean but this is what they do and i'm not uh yeah whatever but i consider it a compliment when i get when i get kind of hate mail like this and this isn't it's just this one what we get other hate mail we get mail at rdt daily but i just find it interesting when somebody goes and tracks me down personally to to send me and i mean sometimes we'll get the hate mail at the at the website but and to use the c word that's the other thing because that just betrays the an underlying misogyny and we know that's there if i were black it would be the n-word and if i was a black woman an n-word c-word that's what they are they're filthy archaic and and they they're scared because they understand and deep in their their useless hearts that the world is evolving without them and that's how we, we can take heart in that, that despite the Edwin Crowthers of the world, that the world keeps evolving. And that's what they're afraid of. And, you know, because of his, uh, he, uh, we don't have to dig very deep into the mind of a, of a, of a right winger. They're just, uh, you know, they're just completely useless. I mean, look at their standard bearer. And that's why when I was thinking about this show, because this week... The Democrats were, are, they propose, obviously, you know, we're moving forward with impeachment for, for the crime that Twitler admitted publicly. We have the transcript. We don't have a full transcript, but the transcript, according to those who are testifying, the full transcript are, it, it, it's, it's even worse, where he's mentioning Joe Biden by name and bringing up the, the, the quid pro quo, and it doesn't matter, you know, just because somebody doesn't say outright quid pro quo in the, in the middle of a crime doesn't mean that it's not happening. Oh, I never said quid pro quo, no quid pro quo. Like, as if, uh, you know, picking someone's pocket, like this is, you know, me sneaking up on someone, picking pocket, picking pocket, or whatever, you know, it's like you have to outright state the, the crime that you're committing as you're in the middle of it. This, these people are so stupid. And uh, then, anyway, so not just him. This week, we hear the, the Republicans going off on uh, civil war. Please, please, don't waste your time, Republicans, on a civil war. Just secede. Please, do us all a favor. We don't, you don't have to fire a shot. I, none of us care. We want you gone. 
You would really be doing a patriotic service to this country. Just goddamn effing secede already. You know what I mean? Like, so I, because I caught this, uh, this idiot. What's not just Ed, Edwin Crowther? Not him. I mean, I'm talk, not talking about him. He, he's one of the many. The, the, oh, the, he's like one of those idiots that stand behind Twitter as Twitter is sucking out the life force of all the dupes in the in the Nuremberg rally because he needs his narcissistic supply. And he, he goes on this stream of consciousness that it's not, an, it's not even interesting. It's the same old shit, but that's, it's the same thing though. You know, you gotta look at it like they're easily led. These are low IQ, low, um, what do they call that? Low effort thinkers. It's like my cats in a way, you know, they, my cat, they still chase that light. When I flash that light against the wall, they're still chasing it. Like it's, it's the holy grail. You know, they'll never catch it, but they still chase it. They, uh, when I get the string out, they're after the string. That's the Republicans. That's those, those dupes at the, in the Nuremberg rallies. The same shit every day. The, the mind-numbing, it's mind-numbing to listen to it. For me and you and all the other normal people, when I listen to Twitler go off on his, uh, his, his standard rants, it's... To me, I, I feel sick in my mind. I feel like I need to, uh, I, I just go need to read a book or something because he is literally lowering the IQ of the nation. The, and, and the fact that the other thing is that the um, corporate media just plops a camera in front of him every time he goes out to the helicopter and he does these screaming press conferences, they just prop a helicopter in front of him and let it rip as he's spewing the same lies over and over, unchecked. That's how they get out into the public consciousness. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't serve anything to allow a narcissistic con man to spew his propaganda unchallenged. All it does, it doesn't matter if they cut back to him and they say, well, you know, that was a lie or whatever. Because there's not, they, they don't have enough hours in the day to check those lies. Because it comes out one at a, it's not, not even one at a time. It's an incessant stream of lies. So it gets into the in, uh, into the mind of the assholes like Edwin Crowther, but we all know what the what really the bottom line is for these assholes. It's racism. It comes down to they hate they they hate uh, um, brown people. They think they they're real. They are victims of the propaganda that has that has divided this country since for time immemorial but also since reaganomics they are the dupes of uh the divide and con conquer strategy they're not that smart and we know for studies that studies have been done on conservatives that and racists so the well if you the more racist you are the more conservative you are and the more racist and conservative you are uh it's uh chances are you have a low iq that and low iq low effort thinking it's like when they mean low effort thinking it mean it's sort of like the thinking that happens when you're drunk or you're low effort thinking so they're not that smart um uh let me where is this thing i was gonna play there's so many things to play uh, here's this uh, gomert asshole threatening civil war something's wrong with it look that's my computer 
This is what I'm looking at when I'm doing the show. The computer. Yeah, I guess uh, something happened to that video. It's not playing. Son of a bitch. Yeah, something's wrong with the video. Anyway, but Gomert, instead of... Uh, it almost doesn't do it justice, though. Because he's so annoying, Louis Gomert. To just speak what he said. He's never in our history of this country have we had such a gross unfairness that one party would put armed guards and guns to prevent the duly authorized people from being able to hear the witnesses. What is he talking about? Unfairness. There we go again. They, that's what's so exhausting with rep listening to these Republicans whine on about unfairness, how unfair it is to that Twitler asshole to be held accountable for his crimes. It is simple. Congress allocated funds for a fledgling democracy to pre 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 protect itself from one of Twitler's buddies, his, not buddy, actually, it's not a buddy, it's Twitler's master. Because Putin is not Twitler's buddy. Putin knows that Twitler is a dupe to be, to be manipulated. But like my cats with the string. That's what put, he wants to be Putin's buddy. He, he needs money. That, he, he's not that easily, he's not that difficult to unpack like my cats. Like, for instance, I trained Tara Jr. Jr. not only to use the toilet, but he gives his paw, you know, when you say, give me your paw, he gives his paw a cat, right? Because how did I do it? With food, little treats. He's not that hard to unpack. Same thing with Twitler. His, he needs the money. Give him some, some accolades. Put some, the, the name Trump on the side of a building. B, give him some unearned arrogance of being the, a pal, of being able to call himself a pal of Putin. He knows. Putin understands. He's an old KGB agent. He understands how easily led and, and easily manipulated Twitler is. But it's so unfair. So, but Twitler said to the, the president of Ukraine, I want you to do me a favor, though. So in order to get the money that was allocated by Congress, because Congress controls the purse string, strings and the president's oath of office is to execute, to faithfully execute the laws that Congress passes. So he's violating his oath of office. He said, I want you to do me a favor. And he uses me in the, in the old, you know, the way Queen Elizabeth I used we. Uh, she, that's why I want you not, I mean, the, the way he speaks about himself, he's the United States now, right? It's all him. He's the U.S. Very bad for our country, he talks about, when anybody, anybody challenges him, because he's the country. Now, he's America. This is very dangerous. And the Republicans are traitors. That's the bottom line. We could see that. Louis Gohmert, all of them going on, uh, adopting Twitler's talking points, spreading them, talking about the, a constitutionally mandated the, the, uh, impeachment that's in the Constitution. 
Just because it doesn't suit Twitler, do you see? Because the, our, our problem, our mistake, I suppose, in Twitler's eyes and the Republicans' eyes is that we challenged him. We're, he, he's being held accountable for his crimes. So when he said to the president of Ukraine, I want you to do me a favor, though, investigate my political rival, that's a, a benefiting him personally. And now the, the Republicans are like, this is a Soviet-style process. We don't get to cross-examine. What are you going to cross-examine? What they want to do is turn it into another circus. Republicans are shameless. They hate this country. And they are traitors. That's the bottom line. They're traitors. They understand because they're not, not all of them. I, I, I guess Louis Gohmert is the stupid you know, low IQ, low information, low uh, sycophant of a con man. What more can he be? That's who he is. He, he, he's an inherent moron. But not all of them are like that. Uh, many of them, I assume, understand what a traitor Twitler is. And in the, in the back rooms, in the closed doors, through, uh, they tell their, their Democratic colleagues, shit, I'm sorry, man. Some of them must, but, but, you know, I mean, where, when is it the, when do you become the profile in courage? But I guess that when it comes to Republicans, it's the first of never. If they were, if they had any courage, they wouldn't be a Republican. They're horrible human beings. The best they can do is get on the internet and call somebody the C word and, or threaten them. That's the other thing. So besides what I wanted to play with uh, Louis Gohmert, I'm sorry the thing didn't work. So what, what else? Let me just go on with what he said. There is another thing I wanted to play where another representative got threatened by a Trump pansy, uh, calling his, um, his office, threatening civil war. But please, that's what I'm saying. Like, why are you threatening civil war? It's like, it's like a child, you know, when you're a teenager and the teenagers are like, I'm, I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I, I want to move out. I'm going to be on my own. Well, good. Go. Get the fuck out. Please. Get out. Go be on your own. That's how I feel about these effing Republicans threatening civil war. Just go. We, I mean, is there a civil war if nobody cares? Get the hell out. Get out already. Let's, we'll come up with a, we'll come up with some kind of draft and secede. You can secede. Okay. These assholes, you can have uh, Kansas, you can have Kentucky, and wherever. Yeah, all those fruited plains you could turn into a, a nothing but a corporate poisonous dump, dumping ground. For That's what you want to do anyway. Go for it. We'll have the normal parts of America, the parts that people actually want to come visit. We'll have New York, California. I don't know. We're, uh, uh, any, we'll, we'll come up with a, a, a plan. We'll we'll do it very amicably. We'll split up, and then no no more of my blue state dollars, my uh, two dollars and fifty cents of my New York dollars going to to uh, to fund you, because this is what or whatever it is. I'm I'm trying to remember the exact statistics. It's all it's it all varies, but the bottom line is that all these red states take more money in federal tax dollars in than they put into the into the kitty so we all all of the blue states pay more in taxes and get less services for that because we're funding the the red states we're we're making up for their shortfalls and that's that's just the bottom line 
and that yeah, so i mean they always republicans and uh these corporate democrats are always like it's math that's another thing because i wanted to talk about medicare for all it's math it's math yeah it's math that we in the blue states put more money in than we get out because the red states need you know there are big welfare queens but they don't even have the courtesy to say thanks. That's what really annoys me about them. At least if you had a, a, a teenager, at least you would hope that the teenager was appreciative of the roof you put over their head. Not these filthy Republicans. They're, I don't need anybody. You know, they're, they're, that's what they remind me of. of but bratty, they're not even teenagers, like pu- prepubescent kids who are, they show off in front of their friends. Uh, you know, mommy comes down with a plate of sandwiches as they were all in the basement playing video games. They're like, get out of here, ma. I don't need you, ma. And then they go out and they go, they'll go crash the car. And who do they call? Who's the first call? Mama. They don't even say thanks, mama. That's who they are. This is Republicans. They, they, are, they are unfit. They're immature morons. Let me see. So he, uh, so Louis Gohmert called the whole impeachment a coup. That's their talking fo- point. They're, they're calling it Soviet style. How, how interesting. The, the party of Putin, the party that is receiving money funneled from Russian oligarchs, funneled and laundered through the NRA to the, into their coffers, that, that's the party who is uh, r- crying about Russia, Russians. The, the party that is protecting an outright Putin puppet that has, I don't understand, the uh, no collusion, I know, co- they, uh, supposedly no collusion, no obstruction, but how many Trump associates or inner circle, were there any that didn't meet with Russian spies? Uh, uh, maybe we should start there. Forget who met with them. Are there any that didn't have uh, an, uh, forget a meeting with a, a Russian spy i don't know but there are a bunch of traitors what do we want but louis gomer said it's about to push this country to a civil war if they get their wishes and there's one thing i don't, don't want to see in my lifetime and that's a i don't want to have ever participation in and that is a civil war some historian i don't remember who I was on moonshine or something. Our meth, meth said, I mean, I just said that. The guns are only involved in the last phase of the Civil War. Well, you don't need any guns, Louie. Just get the F out already. Leave. Please. Do us a favor. So here is, here's another thing. Where is that effing? So Representative Cicilline got this voicemail. You're my enemy. You're trying to impeach my president, punk? F***ing evidence. Take a vote, David. You weak little f***. Cicilline. You're trying to start a civil war where you, you just keep on talking, pal. We're already starting it. We're planning it. And it's not going to be good for you, little ass. I'll tell you that right now. Cicilline. Punk little f***. Trump 2020. You see? That's who they are. Get out. Get out. Then then the end of the video, 
Cicilline writes, violence has no place in our society. Yeah, it has a big place, obviously, because the, the Republican standard bearer stirs it up every time he gets on Twitter. And the Republican base are filled with low IQ, low information, easily triggered morons. And, you know, they're vi that's the last refuge of the uh of an, of a dead ideology is the more dead an ideology the more its adherents will uh will resort to violence it's sort of like the same way that isis is a violent organization they the more desperate and the more dead end an ideology is that if it's such a great ideology it would it would we would all be on board you're trying to impeach my president? Honey, your president received fewer votes and is a criminal. He sucks. He is a traitor. A tax-cheating, draft-dodging traitor. Serial bankrupt with, a, uh, with a, a, a fake university and a vitamin scam. That's your, your president? Well, I guess so. He's not my president. And these Republicans are... They're, they're, they're horrible. They're just horrible human beings. And now another thing I want to just, I'm just looking at the time. The time goes by so quickly. Uh, because I don't want to miss the cues because Rhonda's calling in. But there is another, I don't know if you saw this. This, there's so many horrible people. I mean, not every Republican is a horrible person, right? But... All horrible people are Republican. We could say that with definitively, frankly. It's sort of like not every Republican is a racist, but all racists are Republican. That's just how it goes. For real. Like Nazis. Not every Republican is a Nazi, but all Nazis are Republican. It, it's one of those... Conund what are you? It's not a conundrum. It's one of these. That's a conundrum is a question or a, something confusing. It's not confusing at all. It's right. It's as plain as our faces, but we really need to admit it. Just say it. It's time to b bring it out in the open. All Republicans, all not all Republicans are Nazis, but all Nazis are Republicans. And if you're voting with them, you're voting with Nazis. You're a Nazi. You're a racist. You got to be cool with that. And it's also, um, you, you're just um, someone who hates democracy. That's the other thing. So we better be very careful, frankly, with, uh, with the upcoming election. Because I, I, I say this all the time. I fear that we will, we're in trouble of losing the election. And it's not because we will, uh, we're not going to, that we're not going to run a, a candidate who uh, Republicans can vote for. This is what's scaring me, that, the, that the, the corporate media and the elite, they're all talking about how, we're, how scary Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are, that they, we might, if, we're not, if we don't do it, play it right, we might lose the election. We, won't, we will lose if we don't run somebody that w people can get behind. We don't, we're not going to win by trying to convince Republicans to vote for Democrats. That's not going to be um, the winning strategy. It's sort of like, 
and really gets on my nerves too because it's like they effed up. So you have so-called moderate Republicans who they just can't bring themselves to vote for Twitler again. They voted for him to begin with. They screwed up. So we have to run a Republican candidate for them? That they're gonna be pal it's gonna be palatable for them? No, no thank you. What we need to run is somebody who understands the system, the broken system that made Twitler possible and shore it up. So it never happens again because if we don't, what will happen is the next if we get like President Biden, he does nothing. But the income disparity gets wider. And upward immobility is is worse than the next fascist that the Republicans put in office. It will be a palatable fascist. He he'll be able he'll stay off Twitter. He won't he'll be able to spell. But all right. Anyway, there's many things. So here's a here's a uh, one of these filthy Republicans who many many Republicans are filthy. As I said, all all Republicans aren't filthy, but all filthy people are Republicans. So I'm trying to find it. Uh, Jonathan Lee. Jonathan Lee. What's his last name? Bergsteiner. He posted a picture. He went trick-or-treating trick or treating with his children, one of whom he put in blackface. I don't know if you saw this picture of Jonathan Lee. Bergsteiner's children. Let me see. I'll pull it into the the program any minute now. I swear it'll be there. It's really kind of disgusting. Here we go. Come on, man. I, now I sound like Joe Biden. Come on, man. So here's a picture of uh, his children. One dressed as Twitler, the other dressed as Barack Obama in full blackface, by the way. And a little girl dressed as Hillary in chains. That's your Republican Party right there. This, who they think that's, that's an acceptable way to behave. It's, hey, it's Halloween. Hardy, hardy, hardy. And he posted it on Twitter. And he... Of course, the normal people of Earth gave gave him their uh, their opinion. That, that's I mean, really, if, I don't know why this nobody called. I don't. I wonder if somebody called Child Protective Services on this asshole. But James Lee, I mean uh, Jonathan Lee Bergsteiner, he's also a somebody who murdered somebody with a with a car. He he ran over a woman. This all came out. He deleted... This guy ended up deleting his account, but this guy, he was known when 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 it came out that uh, when this picture got attention. It's, but the thing is, you know, when I said that, when I just said that this picture got attention, it may... It, think about the fact that this man thought that this was acceptably, acceptable behavior, that this was a... And an appropriate costume for children to wear. And that not only is the kid, uh, are they in chains, one kid's in blackface, it's disgusting, but the kid is giving a white power symbol. That's the Republican base. 
for you right there. But this uh, Jonathan Lee Bergsteiner deleted his Twitter account after a political writer, Alex Cole, drew attention to him by reposting an image supposedly of Bergsteiner's kids. The picture is a three-part Halloween costume. We, you know, we know what it is. And uh, he wrote, this guy wrote, writes on his Twitter feed, costumes of my children two years ago, absolutely love them. And he tagged Donald Trump, Charlie Kirk, Claire, I don't know, say, uh, Ashley, I don't know who that is, Claire, Ashley, Sean Hannity, and uh, press secretary. But the, this guy, while tr it's in this article from The Daily Dot, says, while many Trump supporters are known to be depraved racists who teach their kids hate, a news item that seems to identify Bergsteiner as Jonathan Talking, ha uh, at, at Jonathan Talking, he deleted that account, though, paints an, an even grimmer picture than you think. The guy who dressed his three young kids as Trump holding Obama in blackface and Hillary in chains and proudly posted a photo um, also committed vehicular manslaughter against uh, this poor woman who he ran over, this woman, and he, th this guy was turned in because he's a coward. That's what happened. He hit this lady. He killed her with his car. And then he went home. Isn't that a nice person? I wonder what happened. Maybe when he hit this woman, and if he didn't f flee the scene, who knows? Maybe the woman could have lived. And he went home, and they, his, his in-laws saw that the car had damage on the front, and he said to them, he hit a deer. That's, the, that's who this person is. This, that's who this scumbag is. No offense to scumbags. Because scumbags, I, as I say... Scumbags have a utilitarian purpose. N there was no purpose to a filthy racist Trumpanzee. Because what are you gonna what are you gonna do with all your scum? You know what I mean? Like you, we gotta have the, show some respect for the scumbags, for our scumbags, because they do get rid of our scum. But you know, this woman who died, her name is Danielle Trinidad de Delval, Delval, Delval. Yes. Danielle, no, 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 I'm saying it wrong. Dalin, Dalinette Trinidad Duval. He hit and killed her with his car a few years ago, then fled the scene, and he was charged with a felony. So there you go, his father of the year, a coward, a filthy coward, who thinks it's funny to post pictures of a ki his kids giving the white power symbol in blackface. I mean, it's, a, it's really insulting and embarrassing to all white people everywhere. That's white power? I mean, if you really want to show white power, don't be an asshole. Just be a normal human being. That's how you show power. Someone who is capable of functioning in a free, diverse, democratic society. That's power. That's, but the Republicans have it exactly opposite. They, don't, they wouldn't know power. They, they're weak. They're, uh, they're like weaker than, I mean, I don't even want to say kittens because the kittens are cute. They're disgusting. They're, they are vile. All of them. They got nothing. They bring nothing to the table. Obama's failures. What failures? The failures of, uh, of being... Uh, not being a douchebag on the world stage, of, of being respected all over the globe, of not being a Putin puppet con man, of zero indictments, no scandals, zero scandals. 
That's a failure to Republicans. I understand it's all about perspective. But, ugh, really. What else? There was another video I wanted to play. Here's another winner, Republican winner. He is, oh, shit. Coach Dave. He, here's another one. He's a Republican media asshole. He, he has a show, Coach Dave. He's definitely got a, a few issues, and one of them, I believe, honestly, in my Psych 101 analysis, is that he really just needs the arms of a big, strong man around him. But here we go. Mayor Pete Buttplug would be just another mayor in America if he wasn't, didn't have a, 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 a husband. Is it a husband he has? I think he has a husband. Uh, and I think he calls himself the wife. I'm not sure. I, I'm telling you, I think he, I think he says he has a husband. He's okay. really thinking too much about this. That's the problem. And Republicans, uh, conservatives, fascists, homophobes, idiots, morons, you know, the base, the Republican base, racists, jerk-off, sycophants, Putin puppet, con men, greedy-centered, assholes, you know, I mean, the, the base, the base. They, they, they don't seem to understand that it's, that's their tell. When you're a homophobe, you're, you're, you're suppressing your, your own desires. And it really, I mean, look at it like in, through that frame. If you watch this video through that frame and tell me, please tell me that this guy is not a, a closet case. He truly is. And what his, what his real problem is, is that he is a coward and un, incapable. He is in, not capable of living a, an authentic life. And that's why he's such an asshole. You see what I'm saying? Like he's li He has spent his limited lifespan... Being a closet case, he really needs a man to hold him. And instead of being, of having that freedom of understanding who he truly is and being, and, and having courage, he goes along with the sheep in the Republican Party and, and turns it, his self loathing outward onto society. So if I, I if only these filthy, fascists, hate mongerers would get help for their manias, they might be able to, to have, a, have some fun in life, to have some, be okay, not be a douchebag, not inflict their manias on the world, but not, not Coach Dave. Listen, listen, just listen through that frame. You, and I, because I always, whenever I see a homophobe or hear a homophobe, that's how I listen to them. It's, you, but it's written all over what he's saying okay. right here. President of the United States here, right? You're, you're, you're correct, Coach. So, so he doesn't even take the leadership role in his home because he has a husband, he being the wife. You see, in now, his homophobic, self-loathing worldview, it's the, a woman is, is inferior, He's he's got to be a man. He's got to be in front. But you know that this guy is a he's a coward. He's a follower. He is a hater. He's all he he tries to pretend he's all about Jesus. But his Jesus is a very sick 
version of himself. A, a gigantic version of, his, of himself. Hateful, small, tiny, tiny. They have a, for a god that knows everything, they sure have a very tiny, tiny deity. Of all of the things in the universe, the, the entire mysteries of the universe, you know everything. You can see the future, the past. You can grant wishes like a goddamn magic lamp. You know everything. You you know history. You the, the everybody. You know everybody's the every hair on people's heads. But all you care about is uh, your, their peepees, who they're putting their peepees in, or who's got a peepee, or the appropriate combination of peepees. That's one small, very sick deity you got there, Coach. If he is the wife. Does that mean I? I just I I'm sorry. Uh, you can hit the hit the hit the button to to stop what I'm about to say. I'm gonna say it. You can hit the button if you want to. Go ahead, hit it, hit it, uh, buddy. We know you want to hit it. We know what you want to hit, but if he's the wife, does that mean he is the inserter or the insert e? He really wants to know, you see? I I really, it's, you know that this is like (laughs) masturbation fantasy for him. Is he the inserter or the insertee? (laughs) I don't know. He's really thinking about this. Who thinks about this, honestly? Really? That's what you think about? Unless you are a self-loathing closet case. You're really overthinking it. Nobody thinks about that stuff unless you really are somebody struggling. And uh, what is is he the is he in the top the bottom? What what I what does he? Do you think he likes me? Which, which role would Mayor Pete play? We're living in a culture and a society where we are giving serious consideration to a man who performs oral sex on another man. <laughs> <laughs> Like you wish you could do. I mean, just do it. Honestly, I would rather have somebody who, a man who performs oral sex on another man than, uh, let's say, uh, a woman that performs oral sex on this guy. For real. We know, I honestly, they've done a million studies, too, of all of the truck stops. I mean, there was a, yeah, yeah, the closet cases that during the AIDS epidemic, one of the, one of the risky behaviors that brought AIDS that w- the women would find themselves in, in these sham marriages and their husbands would come home and pass AIDS or the HIV virus because they were, it was, it was homophobia that was helping spread the, the virus because they were trapped in these, these bearded, you know, the, the sham marriages and the, these guys would go off and have anonymous sex and you know bring it bring it home and that's what would happen and it was really homophobia that helped spread the uh the disease at the time and but the, yeah what what do you want to bet that this guy is tr- trolling truck stops or when well, i'm not i don't know i don't know where guys are cruising nowadays or whatever or what's going on nowadays i know that everybody uses that that app grinder not everybody the men some men but what do you want to bet? Uh, all I know, too, is uh, I, I'm thinking of a story. 
it's not an argument by anecdote, but it was just somebody that came to mind. This big, this homophobic, I, okay, everybody knows I'm in recovery, okay? That I go to meetings, blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't really say that. That's actually against the traditions, but it is what it is. I just said it. And I know uh, there was this guy, and uh, I knew him many years ago, but he was very, he, he's in the rooms or whatever, hateful, misogynist who talk about bitches. He was always in um, ha having problems with women uh, in, in a uh, very vile, uh, hateful uh, in reference to women and also gays, hated gays, really homophobic. Anyway, another friend of mine was, is, uh, gay and would sometimes go to these uh, spots to pick up men and blah 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 we know the end of the story who does he see in the bushes at one of these spots masturbating in the bushes but this guy and of course it all makes sense then he ha of course he hates women he hates men he hates gays. He hates himself. That's what it's about. And if he would only get help. I mean, the guy's dead now. This is many years ago. But there you go. That's who they are. They lack the courage to live an authentic life. That's his problem. He's really thinking about this? Who performs oral sex on another man. And that makes you really sexually aroused doesn't it coach because it it's real it's so vile to me to think of him thinking about that i would assume he does because uh, well, uh -huh. let me hang on i'm sorry somebody getting nervous i don't care listen we have to make this stuff folks we this is we have to make this stuff unthinkable again because we, you we can't help but think about it and if everybody is out there flaunting it then it's only going to be more tempting for you. That's what it's about. They want everybody in the closet. It's like Mike Pence. Everybody in the closet because it's too goddamn tempting for them. Otherwise, how are they going to stay in the closet? How are they going to keep up their sham marriages if, every, if there are normal human beings out there acting, just living their lives like normal people, you know, just happen to be gay? That's just too tempting. And it also betrays, it shows everyone, and it really for them, it, it, it eats them alive because they can see what hateful, self-loathing cowards they are. And they can't admit it because they got to go around talking about how tough they are and acting like very tough. And we're, meanwhile, they're shrinking inside. They're weak little cowards. And it's a sad thing because one day they'll wake up, they'll be on their deathbed, and they'll be like, holy shit, I wasted my life being a self-loathing, vile homophobe. And all I really needed were the arms of a man around me or a woman or whatever. I know there's somebody else, a friend of mine whose mother is gay. She came out in her 60s. And my, my friend's mother, she, my friend said her entire childhood, she remembers her mother, was just crying and depressed because she was not living an authentic life. And we only get this one life, and eventually this asshole like him, he'll realize it. But that's why he's a hate-mongering, hate-filled uh, hate asshole, Republican. 
Because if he was in the Democratic Party, it would be too, it would be hard for him. There might be other gay people there that are just being normal people. It's just too tempting. I'm, I, I don't know Pete. I don't know Mayor Pete. Probably a great guy. Probably a great neighbor. Probably is. But what he does in probably the great in bed. Own home is, in fact, his own business until he wants to be president of the United States. Really? And then when he wants to be president of the United States, I'd like to do some scrutiny on what type of moral character this <laughs> moral guy Moral character? You know? Because he likes men? He likes to go home to a guy? I ain't that like you want to do, coach? I'm just telling you this. If this guy's moral character involves doing what I believe he does, has to do in order to have an orgasm. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? Up. Well, why is he so explicit? He because it's 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 erotic to him. It's it's arousing. And we need to make homosexual homosexuality unthinkable again, folks. Because he can't stop thinking it about it otherwise. It needs to go back in the closet. Because it's just Mayor too Pete goddamn Pete. tempting. It anyway. needs to go back in the closet. You see what I'm saying? These people are, they, they, they don't, we don't have to be a Sigmund Freud to unpack them. You just have to have a normal, uh, healthy sense of self and not be uh, you know, somebody who is, you could be, if you have a, a little modicum of, of self-introspection, you can unpack them easily. Like I unpack my cats when I'm uh, trying to train them to do something. But anyway, all right. This is why I always say we, when we move forward with Medicare for All and all that, we, we have to frame it in a language they understand, like b leaving no one behind or in a patriotic uh, frame. Yes, uh, haiku on the chat. I just threw up in my mouth a bit. It's true. Me too. It's disgusting. Just how explicit he was because it was it's almost it's embarrassing because he's basically screaming please help me i'm in the closet all right i'm looking at the time we're we're going ronda hansen's going to call in and the break is going to be going so let me play the break she's going to call in and so is poppy champlin so we got an eight minute break coming up and then when we go on the other side, we're going to have our friends, Rhonda Handsome and Poppy Champlin. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you on the other side. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. It's about dog-eat-dog -dog capitalism meeting climate change. It's about corporate greed meeting climate change. State of emergency in California amid massive wind-driven wildfire outbreak. Massachusetts sues ExxonMobil over climate fraud. Plus, we're protecting the oil. We're securing the oil. Trump's plan to take Syria's oil has a small problem. It violates international law. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and... Snarky comment. Trump says he will send federal aid for the fires, but first we have to come up with some dirt on Joe Biden. So that's... <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. This is your Green News Report. Gonna... 
Okay, Desi Doyen, California Governor Gavin Newsom had some pretty strong words for the utility companies that are shutting down power for customers all over the state of California last week. Oh my, yes he did. California's Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a statewide state of emergency with upwards of 600 fires burning across the state. Firefighters are struggling to contain them from the massive wind-driven Kincaid fire north of San Francisco to the new Getty fire in Los Angeles. As we go to air, no deaths have been reported but over the weekend, more than 200,000 people were under mandatory evacuation orders. Air quality is hazardous in affected areas. An estimated 3 million people have had their power shut off at various times to prevent fires ignited by downed electrical wires during this historic wind event. 43 of the state's 58 counties over the weekend were under high wind red flag warnings. The intentional power outages have hampered communications by knocking out cell phone towers hours, crippled city water pumping stations, and forced the cancellations of classes at schools and universities. More extreme wind events are in the forecast for this week. Governor Newsom has repeatedly emphasized that while climate change is the primary driver of California's explosive wildfire seasons, investor-owned utilities also bear a responsibility, specifically Pacific Gas and Electric, which courts have found deferred required maintenance on its aging equipment even as it paid billions to shareholders and executives. Well, of course, which part of for-profit companies are you unclear on? I will forgive them the new realities and the acuity of a climate crisis of which we are feeling its impacts perhaps more than any other state in the nation. But I will not forgive them for not making the kind of investments in their equipment, hardening and undergrounding and anticipating this new reality of which they have had ample time to anticipate. California has warmed two and a half degrees Fahrenheit since 1970. The area burned by wildfires has increased 500 percent over that time. The widespread disruptions, according to former California Governor Jerry Brown in an interview with Politico, are a warning sign for all Americans of what could be in store in a climate-changed future. Well, let me just say it again. The state of California needs to take over these for-profit power companies that have failed the state so miserably. Meanwhile, in the nation's capital, we're securing the oil. President Trump, in a news conference on Sunday, announcing that a U.S. military operation in Syria had resulted in the death of the leader of the Islamic State, said that some U.S. troops will remain in Syria after all. We are leaving soldiers to secure the oil. Now, we may have to fight for the oil. It's okay. Maybe somebody else wants the oil, in which case they have a hell of a fight. We should be able to take some also. So the president of the United States still does not know that the United States has no legal claim to Syria's oil and that pillaging any natural resources of another nation is a violation of both U.S. law and international law, specifically the Geneva Conventions. Why should Donald Trump care any more about international laws than he does about our own national laws? Excellent question, unless perhaps later he cares about war crimes. Doubt it. In other news, after a four-year investigation, Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey has filed suit against oil giant ExxonMobil, accusing the company of defrauding investors with its financial disclosures, misleading the public, and violating the state's consumers through deceptive advertising about the role its fossil fuel products play in causing climate change and for threatening the world economy through its actions. Exxon is already on trial in New York over similar allegations that it misled investors by hiding material 
risks to its business from climate change. Finally, some good news. I thought that Exxon story was good news. A new public opinion poll conducted by the Washington Post finds that a large majority of Americans want to reduce oil and gas exploration rather than increase it in direct contradiction to President Trump's drill everywhere agenda. More than eight in 10 respondents said drilling in the United States should either decrease or stay as it is. And more than 50 percent want oil and gas exploration reduced on public lands and offshore. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1830. That was the day that the Reverend Richard Allen brought black leaders together at his mother Bethel AME Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They met to discuss the rising white violence and discrimination toward black free residents in northern cities. Forty people answered Allen's call, representing seven states. The delegates included many of the leading black ministers and abolitionists of the day. Those who attended risked personal harm as white mobs threatened the delegates. Due to the danger, the group met in secret starting on September 15th. Then, on this day, they began open sessions. For five days, the delegates considered multiple responses to the conditions black northerners faced. They founded the American Society for Free Persons of Color for improving their conditions in the United States, for purchasing lands, and for establishment of a settlement in the province of Canada. The organization emphasized pushing for legal protections for black residents in the United States. They focused on education as a means of uplifting and improving the lives of black citizens. But delegates also supported the idea of an outlet to Canada for those black families who wanted to leave for their safety. The National Convention reconvened several times over the next three decades. Multiple meetings were held at the state and local levels. These meetings gave black leaders a chance to devise coordinated strategies to stand up against the increasing violence and restrictive laws of the North and to call for an end of slavery in the South. One outcome of these meetings was the founding of labor schools to train black students in the skilled trades as a means to gain economic independence. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. Yay. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, we, well, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for being a patron. I wanted to just give a shout-out to all the patrons. Poppy's on, on hold, so just hang out there for a second, Poppy. I'll get you one second. I'm going to thank all the patrons. Uh, I want to thank uh, Andrea, Anthony, Cynthia, Damas Cats, Daniel, Deborah, Dwayne, Elaine, Gail, Hi-Fi Guy, Haiku, James, Jane, Jim, Joan, Joey, John, Kathleen, Katie, Kay, Lord Waffle Cat, Mark, Martin, 
Martin S. And you got two Martin S's, so thank you. Mary, Michael D., Michael L. D., Paradu, Peter R., Randall, Stephen, Susan, Teresa, and Tony. And I also want to thank, where are you guys on the chat? I saw someone gave me, they donated some super chats. I want to say thank you, Patricia. And also, I, one, one nice, really nice thing, many nice things. Also, I want to thank Jude Mordford. She, she is a, a consistent supporter. But I received a nice little letter and, so, and a check. Thank you for your support. Todd, who also shared pictures of his wonderful little kitty cat. And I appreciate that because... I really, yeah, I'm sharing my life. We're sharing our lives together, and this is how we're going to get through it. So here's a little boom boom. Beautiful little kitty. White little kitty with blue eyes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing those photos. I will, honestly, I will treasure them. Thank you so much. Yes, and thank you, Patricia. I appreciate you hanging out every week and participating so if you're on Facebook or anywhere else come to the YouTube channel we have a lot of really cool people and we're a growing community and speaking of a growing community with cool people we have on the phone Poppy are you there Pop? Hey can oh, you hear me? good yes I was holding my breath that I could hear you <laughs> Because, <laughs> uh, you know, there's always something. Are you getting? Always some technical problem. Oh, you're getting pretty good at that technology. Yeah, you're I getting good at it. Well, knock on wood. You are. Oh, thanks. Look at you. Look at you growing a community. I know. What the hell is that? You're like fresh or something. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, it's true. I really, honestly, am yeah. blown away. I love, I just I really loved getting these pictures of Todd's cats, too. Because it makes me... I see everybody's names, and, you know, it makes me really kind of get to know everybody better. And I feel, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. you've really you got to hand it to you. You've, you've, really, you've really hung in there. You know what I mean? I mean, this <laughs> stuff is hard. This stuff is it's hard to talk about this stuff, and it yes. doesn't seem to end, you know, as right. like his malfeasance. And, and, right. and, 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 and for you to have to keep flinging mud at him all the time, it must get hard on you. But look what you've, well, you've built such a great little community and it's still building. Right. And you're part of it, Poppy. So and people ask about you all the time when you're not here. Where's Poppy? And, you know, when you were on tour. Yeah. And then when you came back, yeah, everyone was like, Poppy! Poppy! And they're saying, hello, Poppy, <laughs> from the, the chat room. So, yes. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Rhonda <laughs> Handsome is uh, calling in at 7.30. She just texted me. So she's running behind. Oh, good. But, yeah, which is better, actually, because then I was thinking, like, I probably should have had you guys space you out so it kind of worked that way. You know, just because everybody, it, it won't be, uh, you know, mishmash. People will know who's talking. And But you'll stay. Will you stay right. on when Rhonda calls or... What do you want to do? I will. I'm okay. Never, I'm never hanging up. Ever. Oh, good. <laughs> You'll be here till next week's show, too. You'll just be on hold. That's right. That's right. I owe you. 
<laughs> so how is it going? What's a stupid thing? You know what it is? My camera is going blurry, but because I think the camera is trying to focus on the mic, and then it's uh, when I move, it gets oh, it gets there confusing. There is a little hot spot if you're talking about that. It's a little bit of a hot spot. Where on my head? Where? Are you well, your at the... face is shiny. Your face's face is shiny. Is it shiny because I'm Thanks. greasy, or it's shiny because of the oh, light? Oh, there, that was better. When you put your hand out there, yeah, mm. up, up a little, up. Okay, right. Yeah. I need to right put something there. there. Oh. I yeah. have to get some real lighting in here or something. I need to get one of those ring lights or something. <laughs> All right, that's what I should do. I'll get a oh. ring light and put it back here. Get a nice light. Yeah. I I, somebody else is. had said that. It's like, it's like some, I don't know. It looks like a ring. It's like this. It's supposed to be good. Oh. I don't know. I heard about a ring light once. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk uh -oh. about what we're talking about. And um, yeah, it's hard to oh, talk about yeah, this. Oh, so vile. Coach. Coach, oh. face is vile. Isn't that horrible? I, I mean, <sighs> you are so right. You are so right when he's like, so consumed by how <laughs> Mayor Peach has an orgasm. Wow. Right. Who would think of that unless you're a homophobe? I mean, and a self, a self right. not a homophobe, a self-loathing closet case. That's what it's about. And they've done studies on I that. Mean, Go ahead. I mean, he probably is like uh, into porn. Apparently, oh, definitely. Or something. I mean, yes. I don't know. He's definitely, well, you know? this is, they've done studies on gays, on homophobes, right? And they showed them different pornography uh, for, the, this was um, gay men. And they put some kind of sensor on their penis. That's how they, they could tell. So oh it wasn't about God. what they were writing. So they had the, pe <laughs> the, what they wrote, you know, they had their interviews and they were like totally yeah. straight hate gays or whatever you know in their in their interview right, and then right. they put these these sensors on their penis and they showed them different types of pornography and the uh -huh, ones like who like a clockwork orange yes <laughs> but they all signed up for it i don't know how i don't know i guess they got money or something they and who they knows they got money well of course they got money but i wonder how they yeah, when they got in there, they knew what they were signing up for, you know, if they put a, right, right. <laughs> put something on their penis. But that, but that's what they did. They put some kind of sensor and they showed them different kinds of pornography and they straight pornography, whatever, uh, gay pornography. And these, so it, was, it couldn't lie. They were having an automatic response to what was in front of them that they couldn't help. They couldn't be like, Oh, I hate that man or whatever. You know, like I'm yeah, not yeah, gay. Yeah. Uh, they, it, their reaction, their body was, was giving them away. And where is it? Homo Here's an article from scientific American homophobes should consider a little self-reflection suggests a new study for finding those individuals who are most hostile towards gays and hold strong anti-gay views may themselves be same sex, may have same sex desires, uh, albeit undercover ones. The study shows that if you're feeling that kind of visceral reaction to, to an out group, ask yourself why, says the co-author Richard Ryan, a professor at the University of Rochester. Those, those intense emotions should serve for a call to self-reflection. I mean, seriously, that guy talking about Who's got an yep. orgasm? Who? How does he orgasm? 
who is giving right. who a, a, a blowjob? Like this is what is consuming him. Nobody, I, I, no, who the hell thinks like that? If you're a, a normal I person, you know what I mean. If you're normally, uh, I mean, a normal functioning, emotionally uh, capable, I'm uh, not capable, emotional, uh, mature human being. You're not thinking. That's why also right. Republicans are. They're not. They're like babies too, very out of control fascist oh. babies. But that they're just immature, incapable. That's right. why you don't give them. Yeah. And they. That's why they need that big daddy. They need daddy to save them from the scary world, and that's why. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Sorry. The patriarchy. Definitely. I think it's the patriarchy mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, of course, the patriarchy needs to be uh, protected. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, they're in trouble. Yep. Yep. So that's part of that yep. thing, I think. Yep. So let me see. Here's this. The questionnaire is also teased out parenting style of participants. Uh, I'm just looking at this study. It's... They wanted to, let's see, for the implicit measure, students had to categorize words and pictures flashed onto a computer screen, gay or straight groups, words included, gay, straight, homosexual, heterosexual, pictures so, showed gay and straight couples, they were primed, anyway, whatever, it's just going into what the, what the, uh, exact methodology was we laugh or make fun of such blatant hypocrisy but in a real way these people may often themselves be victims of repression and experience exaggerated feelings of threat well that's republicans there you go it's all about hmm. fear it, it and yeah it is hypocrisy yeah. yes that's what it is it's like they don't it, so it's like the perfect storm of of manias for Republicans because the Republicans are very fear-based and cowardly, right? So they look for hierarchy to save them, to, to make sense of the world. The world is a very scary, complex place. There's many, there's different kinds of people. And that's why it's like, they, <laughs> it's really true. This is that they have a, uh, they, they're fierce, fear-based. So it's like when you're, if you're gay and you're growing up in a, in a right-wing household, let's say, or uh, your parents are conservatives, right. or your community is conservative, and that's your you, that's where you want to fit in. They don't have right. the courage to break out of that that uh, that tribal mentality. Right. So, because it takes courage. Yeah. How did we? I mean, how did we? How did we uh, yeah. do that? That's well. This is an interesting I topic. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for when I... I mean, I, I know you yeah. did it. What, how old were you? I didn't come out till I was, like, in my early 20s, personally. So it was a little late, right, even though I right. knew. So I, when I was growing up, I knew there was... Obviously, I, I knew I was gay, okay? But all, yeah. I, I realized it when I was younger. But I, my family was very religious. My mother was a, a nun, uh, people know, but she wasn't a oh, nun. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mother was a nun before she was my mother. But she was you, very oh, oh, religious. 
and uh, my father was very religious Catholic, of course. They would force me to go to church. Sometimes my father, my father would wake me up on a Sunday, or whatever, say, get to church. And I would, I, I didn't want to go to church. So I would like walk the neighborhood. I would go sit in the, in the, in the schoolyard <laughs> by myself, like bored off my ass. I didn't want to go to school, but I mean, uh, to church. And my father would get in the car and he would like find me. He would try to go to all the spots where I would hide. And he would hunt me down and make me go to church. So, and I do oh remember God. that my, I remember yeah. being in church as a little kid and the priest talking about this, uh, well, there's a couple of things. One, the priest talking about gay people going to hell. I remember that really? specifically. Yes. Oh boy. And I didn't understand who that was. And then I remember later on, when I was a little older and I realized that I was gay and I realized that that's who they were talking about, that they were talking about me. I was, I was wrecked uh, with fear. I remember that and feeling horrible. I was already, really? yes, I was already feeling like, you know, horrible. And then that on top of it, I think it had a lot to do, honestly, I mean, I'm an addict and, but I believe that I didn't, it's not, that didn't make me an addict, but it didn't help. It was, because addiction, run- yeah. <laughs> addiction runs in my family, you know what I mean? So I think I was like genetically yeah. loaded for it. But I was, instead oh, of sorry. being, you know, I would like fall in love with like all of my friends. One at, you know, not, not at yeah. different times, like my girlfriends. And I was so repressed. I was just little. I was not little, like a teenager, let's say, young teenager. I would always have crushes on my teachers or my friends. And I... And I oh, felt yeah. horrible. Right. And I would, instead of, you know, I, I would never act on it when I was younger. I thought I would just get drunk and high and start and started doing drugs. With, oh. with, yeah. Yeah. And I think right. that was like a substitute. Like yeah. I get fucked up with my friends and it was sort of like, but I was already like, you know, genetically predisposed to being a drunk and an addict but and then but the other thing i remember my father uh, at church they had remember that that show soap with billy crystal he was it was the first gay oh, character yeah. That was, yes he was a, yeah that's right yeah yes so the first gay character on tv billy it was a big controversy big whatever breakout uh sure, break, yeah. yeah and anyway but because soap was such a popular show too and i was i was young i was think i was in uh it wasn't uh, i wasn't a teenager i was in like junior high maybe junior high yeah, yeah yeah and um so but they handed out pamphlets outside of the church saying don't let your children watch soap right and oh, I, no. yes, because of this gay car. I wish I still had that. I mean, obviously it's many years ago. I wonder yeah, I, really. I, what it said. It, was, uh, it has a gay character, homosexual. I'm sure it's a, yeah. And, uh, so, but, but it was a, but the show was such a popular show that all of my friends in school, all of the other class, the students that I knew, my friends or whatever, they all would talk about soap. Oh, did you see soap? And it was, and they were allowed yeah. to watch it, and I, I, I felt left out. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, like, my father. One time, it was whatever day the show went on. I, I was like, okay, good night. And I went up to my room, and I had a little black and white television, and I 
put like had the lights oh out. Oh my god! And yeah, and I put like a towel over so like the light wouldn't get out. And I oh put my, my head. God. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I and I turned on the little black and white TV. It was like the little oh. the click. And oh, you thinner, you thinner. I know. <laughs> and the uh, exactly that's how it started. And it was like you hear that the the theme like do do whatever it was and uh my father opened the door sl- opened oh, the no. door was like boom you're watching that soap like he started yelling at me and i tried to turn it off he's like turn it off so that's why i never watched it. i never got to watch it i actually never got to watch it. i never oh, saw it I never saw that show. To this day, I never watched the show. And I'm a big dyke. Oh. <laughs> you, better, you better rent that. You better rent that. I need watch to watch it. it. Maybe it up. <laughs> it'll have yeah. an adverse effect on me or something. It'll make me straight at this point. No, I'm only kidding. I, I, but yeah. I, when I was growing up, I didn't want to be gay because of the world. That's why I know I understand the whole uh, that kids, young teenagers, gay kids have a higher incidence of suicide because I was like, I did not yeah. want to be gay at all. I tried to be right. straight. Who and I, Yeah. Who wants to be an outsider? And there, were no, right. there were no gay have- straight alliances at that time. This was all, you know, our, it was like the world of don't watch soap. You know what I mean? So I kept thinking, I, I just kept, I kept thinking that every time I, I, it's not an easy life being gay. I mean, right. I kept thinking, oh, I can be straight. I'm going to try. I'm going right. to really try. <laughs> I'm going to really try now. Right. And, uh, and then I, I, and I would move off to move to Chicago. And so no one knows me. I'm going to be straight in Chicago. And I tried and I got pretty far. But I couldn't go all the way, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I got I got I got drunk, and I went back to the lesbian bar. You know, so I I tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried <laughs> too. I actually read a book. See, when I when I when I realized that it wasn't going away, I actually bought a book yeah. on bisexuality, and I thought at least yeah. I'll be half a gay, right? <laughs> and then. Because I, yeah. I, I was trying to be half a gay. I was like, oh, I'm bisexual. Okay. That's more palatable. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I literally yeah, bought yeah. a book on it. Bisexuality, it was called. Something. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think Rhonda has called in. Let's pick her up on the phone oh, here. Okay. Rhonda. How are you? Hello. Hey, Rhonda. Hi there. Oh, yay. Yeah. It's working. Yay. How's it going? <laughs> Rhonda Hansen, everyone. It's going great. Wonderful. Let's, uh, let it's, me see. It's... I just want to do your little bio here. Rhonda Hansen is an actor, director, comedian who's performed stand-up at Radio City Music Hall, Carnegie Hall, Whoa. Constitution Hall. Whoa. She's entertained the troops in Korea. I mean, what is she doing on this show, for real? I mean, it's like <laughs> she's a woman of a certain age comedy cast member. She's been on Good Day New York, oh, yeah. Louie, Saturday Night Live, Showtime at the Apollo, the London Underground. Wow. True, I mean, unbelievable. True, story, true life stories at, uh, Rounders told true life stories at Generation Women, Yum's the Word, New York Story Exchange, Theater for New, the New York, the New City, 
uh, Batty House, is that how you pronounce it? Storytelling? Baby House, Baby. yes. It's Baby. a uh, concert, house concert uh, with storytelling. Yeah. Unbelievable. This is what this is like making me think, wow, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> She's also on Sirius XM every Monday with John Fugel saying, tell me everything, hashtag handsome that Monday. That just yeah. ended. That just Aww. ended because John is not going to be uh, in the daytime anymore. He's moving to the evening, and I'm very excited Aww. for him. He's going to be on Sirius XM Progress now. Okay. That just happened this week. Yeah, mm. so starting next week, he's on uh, in the in the, uh, in the the evenings. But yeah. I had a great time with him. He's a That's fabulous uh, human being and a great political comic. Yes, and you have so many other things going on too that you what, what is well, this you know i just i just mm-hmm. did my uh one woman show uh true life stories of sex murder and gentrification mm. i just did oh, that it's called lie baby lie at the dixon place and i'm directing right. a lot i'm directing a lot in november so you know i'm, yeah. a, I'm a happy camper <laughs> i'm a happy camper that's amazing Wow, you're doing, that and good. that's and you guys have never actually met, right, Poppy? You have never met mm-hmm. in person. Wanda? I don't think so, unless unless no. some comedy out in Chicago at any point in time. We're right. we're 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 uh, connected in cyberspace and virtual <laughs> reality. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. on Tarabuster. <laughs> and and on Tarabuster. Yes. So how are you doing, Rhonda? How are you surviving this this world? I'm surviving um, by living and enjoying the artist's life. Mm-hmm. I am just loving it. I am loving the artist's life. Right. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm having such a great time. Like today, I was rehearsing for some uh, songs I'm going to be doing in cabaret uh, um, at 53 Above Broadway. Hmm. Uh, so I'm singing. Um, I will be rehearsing this week with Michelle Carlo, who uh, who uh, does Fish Out of Agua. Mm, That's going mm-hmm. to be her one-woman show. That's going to be at the Crane Theater. And I'm I'm delighted that an arts foundation, the Fulton mm-hmm. Foundation, is going to um, honor me with uh, longevity in multidisciplinary what? artistic achievement. Wow. Yeah, wow. on 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 the ninth. So you know, I have no complaints. That's amazing. I really I don't have any complaints. I'm I'm delighted about it. Thank you. No, Thank that's you. great. That's awesome. And that's what we have to do in this. This is what I, I believe, you know, you're hundred percent. You have to continue to embrace life. And the, as, uh, as Nancy Pelosi says, the times have found us. I, I, I do believe that, uh, you know, this stuff going on in the world is driving me crazy, but you also, you, you cannot let it get you down. You have to keep moving forward and, and do what you love. And I'm just yes, in, in absolutely, awe. absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, you know, I was saying, you know, I feel uh, a little resentment that things are so crazy politically, mm. and yet I still have to pay bills. I said, <laughs> I guess I could take all this craziness if I didn't have to, you know, pay rent every right. month or, or, or on any of my my cable bills. But, I know. Uh, yeah, I I found that I have to take 
refuge and cherish mm-hmm. and nurture uh, my my um, artistry mm-hmm. and my creativity and my ability to to create and entertain so that I can keep my sanity because it doesn't make sense to let it make me crazy. I mean, you know, there's a lot of controversy in the comedy world right now that so many comedians, not even just the ones who have taken their own lives or led such lives of a personal destruction that they have ended up, you know, dying from their demons. But mm. there are so many people who are depressed in in this uh, oh, yeah. industry, in this uh, on this scene, and and huh. I I I want to avoid that so that I can mm. still create and still <laughs> you know stay alive. Right. Totally. <laughs> well, I mean, Poppy understand. I I think there's a lot. I, somebody was just telling me the other day. Actually, we were talking about that. They they were saying a lot of comedians are depressed, right, or whatever. And I was like, yeah. Sometimes you go backstage yeah. at a show, and it's like, who died back here? You know what I mean? But that's, yeah. I think, part <laughs> yeah. of the artistic mindset. And I, yes, I also I struggle with my own. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't say I struggle as much. Sometimes I get. I'm not as bad as I used to be. I used to be really depressed in general. I was just a depressed person. I would say, oh, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. If I woke up in the morning and things were, and I was depressed, that would be, oh, I'm depressed the whole day. You know what I mean? I didn't understand yeah, that I yeah. had more control over my my mind than I yeah. than I thought I did. But I, I, well, yeah. I, understand, I, I understand what Ron is saying about um, about keeping your artistic kind of fire burning because. Um, I just yeah I just came back from P Town a little bit ago. I did like a ten day run, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But oh, nice! Congratulations. Back, had, mm-hmm. Thank you. When I came back, I had to immediately jump into taking care of my mom because she was sort of uh, having some bad health issues, and I dove into that. And I I came up like ten days later, going, "Who am I? Where am I? What's mm. going on?" I'm like, and I was depressed because yeah. I hadn't been taking care of myself, you know, right. and this is something on... that's very important for caretakers to mm. be aware of self-care because you are you sort of drain your battery, you know, yeah. and you don't even realize it. But right. uh, I always like to quote Cat Williams, look out for your your number one star player because you're no good to anybody else if you are, you know, right. out of it. That's if right. You're, That's right. Upset. Right. And but this yeah. and and, uh, and and the yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Poppy. Go ahead. You go. <laughs> you no, go ahead, go ahead. You well, go, you I go, was just going to say that. You go. You go. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> but because we have to take care of ourselves, obviously, because we have, I mean, this is, I, I, I feel that we have, I mean, I'm trying to think how to frame this. Um, I, we have an obligation to, to, to be involved in what, what's going on right now, too. With, with Rhonda, when you're doing your art, that's important because we we touch people and we we have a platform that we connect with other people and we try to make the world a better place that way and there absolutely. is absolutely yeah. one of the one of yeah. the pieces that i'm directing is called american captives lena baker and sandra bland that's mm, by uh, right. connie winston and it'll be on theater row it'll be on theater row 
uh, on this November 17th. And, and it uh, goes into a, a lot of the issues around the, the death of, uh, of Sandra Bland and, and Lena Baker and, and people killed by the authorities. And, you know, some of this oh. stuff people are not even aware of. Right. And the thing about it, the piece is so beautifully written and so well performed by Connie Winston that I love that people have a chance to uh, have this kind of experience in a safe place and be informed, mm -hmm. you know, about uh, what's going on in our country. That's right. And yeah. they may not yeah. be familiar. Information is important. Mm -hmm. well, yes. With the story, yeah. and this is how you keep it going and, and open up eyes, other people's eyes who may not even know. Who's Sandra Bland? Who, what happened? Now, that's why yes. art is so important, especially because that story... Yeah. needs to it 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 needs to go on we need to tell this story otherwise this woman died in vain do you want to give a little background yeah. on what happened or and yeah. uh, lana she baker was, she was stopped she was stopped sandra bland was stopped for um a minor a minor traffic uh in, in well it said it was an infringement but what actually happened was that the police were trying to um, get by her, and she moved over without mm. signaling, and they stopped her for not yeah. signaling. She was trying to get out of the way of the police and, and got stopped. Oh, my and God. Then, and then three days later, she was assaulted by the police on the street, and then three days later, she was found dead right. in her cell. Mm. Uh, and and uh, they said it was suicide, and there were no fingerprints on the plastic bag, right. which was like you know yeah. around her neck, and and you know it was you know it's like one of those things where yeah sure she yeah sure she committed suicide right. when she you know just had a new job and was ready exactly. you know to to embark on a, a brand new part of of her life. Right. And Lena right. Baker was the uh, first uh, and only woman. Uh, in her state, who was executed, was electrocuted for killing, uh, and this is in the 40s, uh, for killing a man who um, who was her uh, employer and mm. also her uh, lover. He mm. was her, her lover and her employer, and he was white, and he used to assault her. Oh, he used wow. to beat her. And um, she uh, was in a situation where there was a gun, and and it went off, and he was killed, and she was executed. Oh, and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Connie Winston. Ex the, the the jury deliberated for an hour. The, the jury deliberated right. for an they hour. Just, and right. They just stayed her. there for to make it look good for an hour. It's like, they probably, yeah. you know, wow. yeah. unbelievable. An hour. <laughs> It was a done deal. Deciding but the what light, I like is, uh, yeah, it just is makes that me. Connie Winston is bringing some of these things to light uh, in, you know, in a theater, in a safe space, and and uh, enlightening people, you know, and helping, you know, some of us just, you know, have a catharsis around mm -hmm. some of this stuff mm -hmm. that seems almost out of our control. Like there was just this woman who was shot in her own home oh, on I a know. wellness 
air Isn't cool. Isn't that unbelievable? Oh <laughs> you know, God. I mean, oh. how crazy does that right. get on a wellness care call? You're killed. <laughs> Wasn't she oh, playing video terrible. games or something? She's just sitting there and... With a child. She was right. there with a child and, and who witnessed this. Ugh. And so now, in addition to this woman, this uh, really, you know, fine woman, innocent woman being dead, this child is right. traumatized for life you Unreal. know so you know this is what's going on in our country and and we as artists have to make some kind of yes. sense of this uh, so that we don't just totally go crazy right 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 and, and, right yeah and keep this the keep it alive keep the conversation it's not just a conversation because this is how we change the world uh, by i think i really believe that's part of is what, what we were talking about with soap the what the right wing were really afraid of is that gay people would be in America's living room and normalized and are a part right. of everyone's daily life, and that's what we are. We're just yeah. We're well, gay I was just going to say mm -hmm. it. <laughs> it's a reality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, one does, but people don't want to admit it mm -hmm. you know right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so well speaking of, i want to just talk about this one story while we were just talking about everything something i saw that made me kind of uh want to throw up frankly uh that children <laughs> were they were invited we, well we saw the video of trump uh, at the halloween event at the white house putting the the candy on the kid's head because I don't know where the hell he was. That the craziest thing? Was that the craziest thing? What the? F he well, was, he, he and 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 uh, the and Melania yeah. are standing there. The kid has a basket, has a Halloween bag, and he puts the candy on top of the kid's head. He's dressed as oh. a minion, and it just slides off. And he's standing there like like he's in La La Land, you know. I mean, oh my God. And then well, Melania. What were you going to say well, about that? Well, Melania puts the candy on. Melania, she's not Melania. It's Twitler and Trophy Wife Number Three. I mean, that's their names. So yes, <laughs> yes. But yeah, so so Trophy Wife Number Three puts the puts the the candy on the kid's head too. But it's just bizarre. Oh. Don't you know? That's not really what I wanted to talk about. I just but there was another event at the White House, a Halloween party for kids where. Well, let me just read the beginning of the story. This is from the Daily Beast. Children asked to help build the wall at a White House Halloween party. <laughs> Children attending a Halloween what? party. Exactly. I couldn't believe my eyes. Children attending a Halloween party at the White House, uh, at a White House building, were ha asked to help, quote, build the wall with their own personalized bricks. Yahoo News reports that during an October 25th Halloween party, uh, at the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, a building used by White House staff, there was a Build the Wall station outside the speech speechwriter's office and next to the Office of Digital Strategy on the first floor. They're making it really cute. And let me I'll take a picture of right. this and put this on uh, so you guys can see it. Wait, hold on a second. Ugh. Let me get it here. So, uh, Kids as, using the kids as a test. Yeah, it says, so kids were asked to write their name on red paper bricks and then tape them to the wall. Yahoo reports that alongside the paper border were signs including one that read America First, which has been used by the Ku Klux Klan. 
that's there. That's wow. that goes back to if you just Google America First KKK, there's signs uh, with the KKK marching in with their robes with the America First. That's where like, it that comes from. That is so horrific. This yeah. is so horrific. So I just put a picture up on the uh, on the video screen. Build the wall. Uh, vi- let's see. Um, Vice President Mike Pence was present for the party, but a spokesperson said he did not leave his office, which is on the second floor. Our ceremonial office had a plain display, the spokesman said, because people started asking about this. We had kids build their own paper airplanes and fly them. That's what the VP did. And it said that people were horrified. Some of the parents were like, what am I looking I'm at? Horrified. Yeah. I'm horrified. It's yeah. unbelievable huh. that now I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago. Well, it was more more many more years now that when Obama was president during a Black History Month um, celebration, a, a, a recital at a school, kids the 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 right wing went nuts because kids what? sang a song about black history that included a a, a paragraph not a not even a sentence a praise praising president uh, a, obama a just saying you know barack obama he is or whatever it was you know the yeah. president it, uh, they and so um the the right wing went insane about this where they were saying, oh, they're indoctrinating our children and this is fascism. You know, well, they didn't, they, I don't think they said fascism at the time, but they were saying, what is this uh, Mao? Is? No, because they, they were always calling him, um, making him into some oh. kind of czar. You know, what is this Russia? This is... Well, they, uh, he thinks he's well, a king. Well, now it is. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's the irony. It's so amazing. I remember these dumbass Trump and Well, they, before they were Trump and D's. And the Trump and Oh, I waited. love that. Trump and yes. I well, love that. Well, that's what they are. Because they... <laughs> They are, uh, you know, they're they're not evolved. That's what it is. It's there. But they right, were right. walking around with signs that said, uh, what, what are we? Remember, because Obama had the whatever the health cares are, the this are, the that. But that's what they were called. It was just it's not Obama had that. All presidents had that. They they were advisors. They would call them. Oh, this is my yeah. Medicare are or this is my. And then they say, "What are oh. we in Russia?" The uh, they would go. The Republicans went nuts, saying, "Oh, he thinks he's a king. He thinks he's the czar. What is this?" Oh. And now they have they're they're indoctrinating children with hate, racism. Build a wall. This is what you're showing children. Wow. Put your name on it yes. and well, build I, this I, wall. I think that's what their their writer their writers do, or the people that are, you know, in charge is like. Start with the kids, right? You know yeah. what I mean. Like tra- train them how we want them to be, and then it becomes a normal thing. That's right. Like it's normal. It, 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 you're absolutely right. It it normalizes it for them from childhood. From right. childhood, right. It, right? It's so sad. It is just so sad. Building a wall. That's what. That's what America stands for. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we drew pictures of uh, the the uh, U.S. hockey team, you know, uh, that won the Olympics or whatever. And now they have these kids. Oh, put your name on this brick and America first. <laughs> Build a wall. It's so sick and vile and disturbing 
to think that that's what they're 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 indoctrinating the kids with 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 vile fear and hate and that's all they but got. you know what is what is but but the what is horrific to me is that that is it's it's almost brilliant it mm-hmm. is it's like excellent propaganda it is right. uh it's great optics it is uh right. and like you said it's starting with the children at an early age i mean but, and and i this is something i had said on john's show when i first started doing it uh 2 years ago i said the guy is uh he he is he's he's brilliant at his evilness right. at his way of being because he has been this way his entire life he has stiffed vendors he right. has lied to people he has mm-hmm. been he has been litigious with people who could not afford to keep right. um keep yep. uh, up with lawsuits right. and he has even not paid his own lawyers right. you know for being being a litigious person he hasn't paid his own lawyers right. and he has lied he has pretended to be his own PR. Oh. I, I mean, this is stuff that he has done his entire life, and that's yep. the way he's being the president. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're... Well, he's like, if I can't get a wall my way, I'll get a wall, you know, right. make the kids... Yeah, well, get the kids. <laughs> right, get the kids to build it. They're... <laughs> That, and there's nothing. There's nothing even mentioned about his his promise to make Mexico pay for it. Right. It's like, oh well, you know, we we don't even talk about that yeah, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> no, hey, you know, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like they these these idiots at his rallies. That's what really is disturbing to me. They and I saw an article where Nancy Pelosi was saying how oh we have to be very uh, careful because you know, we have to win the electoral college. So. And we're not going to win it with Medicare for all or progressive policies. And I'm uh, I I am on the exact opposite of that, that thinking. I I don't think we will win. This is what scares me. I I don't think we're going to win with a moderate corporatist. It's I feel like it's it will will get uh, a, a repeat of what we had the last time. And, you know, I agree with you. Yeah, the Electoral College is not going to be in our favor if it's the same as the last time, that's for sure. That's I mean, right. Obviously, that was right. stupid what I just said. But. I know what you mean, but it's like <laughs> they – don't worry yeah. about it, Poppy. I got you. But uh, I know what you mean. They And that's what they're – this is what's scaring me, that these Republicans are coming out – I mean, the, these Democrats, I should say. That's a slip of the tongue there. They – these so-called Democrats. They, uh, like, like for instance, when I heard that Beto O'Rourke – Like those two who didn't vote for impeachment? Right. <laughs> but you remember like those, them. Those With two the, Democrats? Yes. I don't, I don't have their names in front uh, of me, exactly. but I hate them already. Exactly. And with, with <laughs> Dems like them, who needs – Republicans and that's the other thing with all these Republicans voting in the in the past when we had the Clinton impeachment hearings and the Nixon impeachment hearings it was a bipartisan vote to investigate what is wrong with that if he's Mm -hmm. so innocent let him let let's bring on the investigation but them not voting to investigate what are they hiding then instead of going out and they're they're going out and talking about uh, a talking about soviet style and unfair and you know and as you were saying 
The twin and they're acting like there aren't already Republican representatives inside on right. the hearings. They're, exactly. They're lying and acting like they're, they're being kept out. People came out of the hearing yeah. to demonstrate <laughs> against it, and I'm going... This is crazy. It's, right. it's nothing but crazy. Because, and but that's what's so yeah, what scares me America. too is that the in the past we didn't have a Fox News, so we have the whole section of the country that that they are they're glued to right wing propaganda and hearing nothing but lies. And the, but the fact is, here's another thing. The Republicans are a minority party. They are not meant to be in the majority. They have, they're, they're not fit, regardless of what I say, they're unfit to, to, be, uh, to hold leadership positions. Of course, that's, putting that aside, they are still a minority of the country. The minority uh, of people are registered Republicans. A minority are, uh, they represent a minority of people in these states. And there's no way that uh, we're going to win wooing these idiots that aren't going to vote for a Democrat anyway. They're not going to vote for a Democrat. They they will not do it. They will not do it. They are rabid. They are rabid in their commitment to his craziness. Exactly. But that's (laughs) so scary. Anyway, the thing is that what you do, what what, what was just reported or, or that I just heard him say that you you just played or during your break was mm-hmm. well we should get some of the oil too oh, so well, we're yeah, gonna go yeah. take some of that oil we, you know it's like well right. <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's not illegal it doesn't matter that you know it the constitution says we can't do that right right and so that's the way he thinks and that's the way a hell of a lot of people in this country think well, even though it's, I mean, he just says the quiet parts out loud. He, he is a, what he's done is we've, we've spent how many years we've been in Iraq and over and in these, these endless wars, oh my God. right. And, uh, in Afghanistan and in the middle yeah. East, but, uh, they, uh, the, the, the official stance of the American government was that we're not there to take the oil. Right. I mean, he just basically <laughs> came out and said it. It's like, okay, we're <laughs> right. now they, he gave them another recruiting tool. See, just like we said, yes. we're all yes. they're here to take our resources, and we're not. I mean, that's yes. actually not legal as as far as the international rules of war or that we've signed on to. And uh, we're not. You're, right. you, you There are different. You know, because we're supposed to be a civilized nation. There are many things that we signed on to, <laughs> like no, not using gas, not mining. Uh, ports of, uh, of entry into uh, blockading s- towns and cities. That these are things that we, as a civilization, I mean, we used to do. Human beings used to do that, but we we signed on to a more humane uh, way of waging war, supposedly. But right. one of the things is that we you're not there. You can't just like rape and pillage you know i mean those things went out with uh you know with the henry the eighth i guess i don't know or so what or, or so they say <laughs> or so they say but he he's just saying where it's all everything is back make make uh it's like yeah. it's not make america great they they it proves me right because what i've always said is that republicans forget dragging us back 
to the dark i mean the uh the gilded age they they've taken us right back to the dark ages i mean that's where they yeah. want us to end up back when uh, you mm -hmm. the rich ran everything and owned everything yeah. you had a big giant bunch of serfs that knew their place and awaited yeah. their reward and yeah. have exactly that's what they're doing rape and pillage that's, that's hey, I've, I've seen the brand new there's a brand new chastity belt out at Victoria's Secret <laughs> for real <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah I wouldn't doubt it though I wouldn't doubt it given the these... chastity belt yeah why not <laughs> well, you know really uh, part of part of my uh part of my my one woman show lie baby lie I talk about the fact that they want to go back to making abortions illegal yeah, of, of of controlling okay. women's reproductive health uh it, you know in addition to controlling our minds right. you know that that we will not have the choice over our own bodies and and not even have the insurance to that's right to take care of ourselves that's right all right that's the truth so because i, I that's how I, it really is all about control but if you take that as i always say if you take their policies to their conclusion it it we've seen the movie before and it was called the dark ages so I, i'm looking at the time let's wrap it up we only have a few we actually only have we it's not a hard out so we can go over a little bit but i uh i do have to cut it down to two hours but anyway so Rhonda, you want to plug something before we <laughs> we go or well what do you, think? you know first thing i want to say thank you for asking me to be oh, uh, you. on your show thank i really you. appreciate that and uh i am going to update my website uh rondahandsome.com i think i'm i have not moved into my november right. uh the uh um, events, but uh, I'm on Twitter at Rhonda Handsome. I'm on Instagram at Rhonda Full. That has two L's, and um, and people can keep up with me on Rhonda Handsome Comedy on Facebook, where I post what I'm doing. And uh, you know, as I said, I have the directing uh, the Fish Out of Agua, and also American Captives, which is uh, you know about uh, Lena Baker and Sandra Bland. But I really mm -hmm. I thank you for Thank for you. calling on me and uh and i hope that your your audience will have a chance to check out my social media and follow me like and and, and share yes. uh some of my my posts definitely and if you're Good if you're, you're in new york oh, please check out Rhonda's uh shows coming up uh, if you're in new york and go see Rhonda live and what about you poppy thank you poppy what about yes, you yes what about what me about you're doing a show. You got shows. You got a class going, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, I got the class. I'm teaching classes in Rhode Island, and uh, and uh, I, you know, I don't really. I think I'm probably back in the theater by the scene in this next summer. So I, I don't know what I'm doing this, this right. winter. I'm just well, should, sort of teaching, teaching. You know, you're gonna be on Tara Buster too. So that's good. Right? Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you thank so you. much for hanging out and joining oh, the conversation the audience really loved it i'm getting great feedback patricia is saying wonderful show you're awesome and Good. they're saying uh so true Rhonda. if you could see uh there's yeah yeah many many good good and poppy welcome back poppy so all right thank you, guys thank you. yes thank you guys um 
let's just wrap it up. Thank you. I will talk to you guys later. I don't know how to wrap it up now. Let's see. All right, Karen, thank you. <laughs> yes. Have a great All night. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that's my good friends Rhonda Handsome and Poppy Champlin. Thank you guys for hanging out with my other good friends, the friends that we are getting to know here on Tarabuster in the chat room and in our community. This is something that sustains me, I have to tell you. I do have to. Do I have to tell you? I am telling you, whether you want to know it or not. My name is Tara Devlin, I, and I believe that you guys feel the same way because we do stick together. We're getting to know each other. We're, the community is growing, and I can't thank you enough. I hope I will see you midweek, Patricia. It's really kind of played by ear because of my schedule. It's kind of jam-packed, but it's okay. But it's okay. I'm not complaining. What can we do? I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll be sleeping a long time. In the meantime, we have to keep involved and help each other because we will get through this. It is an opportunity that we have in front of us. As much as that asshole sucks and the Republican Party is a nightmare, this is also an opportunity to wake people up and leave, really leave the world better than we found it, to really make change that we can believe in. Not only that we can believe in that it is actually effective, I am so grateful for all your support. Thanks, everyone. And Todd, please give your wonderful little attack cat. What did you call her? Boom Boom? Not attack cat. You said she's my watch cat. Please give Boom Boom a nice pat and some pounce treats. I will hopefully see you during the week. That's what I say, man. We stick together. We win. And we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you soon.